0: What's up? This is the Tap In Podcast. Appreciate y'all for tapping in with us. Um, we are here located at the Paladine Cigar, right here in the heart of Fort Worth, Texas. Texas stand up. Um, I got a special guest on with me today, um, all the way from Germany. <laughs> from Germany.
1: Border raised.
0: Mark, what's up, man?
1: What's up, Dante? Appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Special for moment sure. right now. So,
0: so, um, before we jump into, you know, whatever, kind of, what what's, um, I know you you was in the Army, right? Your people was in the Army.
1: Yeah, both my parents, uh 27 years old, just had my birthday in June. But uh, both my parents was military. They both did, I think, about 40 years combined. I think it was like 25 and 25, 2020. But um was born and raised in Germany, um, lived over in the States a little bit growing up, but then had to move back. And so was moving back and forth just because of military. And so I've been in. And in Texas, really, um, Central Texas Kaleen area. Shouts out to the 254 uh, since uh, <laughs> since 2008.
0: So, oh, okay, all right. How was it growing up in, in Germany?
1: Um, honestly, for a black dude, uh, honestly, man, it was it was different, but it was good, man. It's a really nice place to raise a family, it's real quiet. Um, I think Germans got a lot of rules, but it, the way it works out because a lot of people don't know is that there we have bases and so just as an example say Dallas is a German town but for instance you'd have a plot of land and it would be gated off like for instance McKinney would be an American spot but then if you wanted to go to the next American spot you'd have to drive down to let's just say for example Arlington mm-hmm. and so it's not like you know we just have all this land it's like we're giving a little bit and so that's Uh, it's but it's always like little american spots like inside of germany exactly so we have like what what they're called bases and the bases will consist of uh military posts it'll be posts where you can go and buy stuff like for instance we call it uh i think like over here we have walmart kroger we have what is called the px and that's post exchange and so that's for army people i'm sorry army i'm sorry military people they have what's called the px and so you have like Power Zone. We and we have instead of like a grocery store, we have a commissary is what we call it. So, oh, okay, and that's
0: where you get like all your Nikes and whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's very limited
1: my- supply, but yeah, they they got that stuff over there. It, it that would be in the PX, and then the commissary would be just strictly groceries. So,
0: the commissary is like the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That sound like some jail. What I think
1: I'm so used to it, so it don't bother me. But when I sit there and think, it's like eh, that's a fucked up way to call this <laughs> shit. <but.
0: laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, let's get into this. We um we talked about some uh, some books, The Rational Man and the uh, the Superior Man, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, the Rational Male, and it's the by mail. a guy okay. named uh, Rolito Tomasi. I think it just came out in 2012. And, uh you can explain uh, the superior male a little bit better than me because I just got into it but with the rational male um, some people would think oh well, these guys are bitter towards women but in a sense it's just explaining inner gender social dynamics so the way men work the way women work and just how we all kind of come together in a sense so
0: so what did you get what did you get from it from the rational man like what oh. was your take like overall if you had to explain it to somebody else
1: if I was to explain it I would tell them, hey this is a book that helps you become a better man and and a lot of people will think oh this is a book on what a lot of people consider game as far as oh this is how you pick a woman but that's not the case these you know tricks may may get to that but for instance one of the there are nine iron rules and i can go over them later but the first one is called uh always staying in the frame and so pretty much what it is is when you're in, in a relationship, whether it be with a woman or another man, it's all about, you know, having things on your terms. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, especially with guys my age, you know, we start off with the woman we're talking to and, you know, we get, you know, what we want. She's cooking, she's cleaning, she's having sex with us. But then things start to turn different. Like, it's, it's kind of like the woman will take over and then it's like they control the fame, a uh, frame, uh, and person who controls the frame pretty much is, is the kind of the beneficiary of the whole relationship, so...
0: So I kind of feel like it's a in any kind of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a dominant one, and then it's a supportive one, right? Exactly. And I feel like majority of the men should be in in the dominant role, and pretty much, and the woman should be in like in the supporting of of that but also me personally just my own personally like i wanna i want those two roles to be interchangeable with me and my wife you mm-hmm. know what i mean where some days i'm dominant you know what i mean some days i'm just a supporter like i want that but i just feel like with um some relationships just not like that and i know i used to be one of the dudes who i used <laughs> to let the women just Hey, man, whatever you want to do, you know what I mean? Just follow him by the coattail. That's it, whatever you want to <laughs> do. And I think part of that was because I ain't have the money mm-hmm. to be in that dominant role to be able to call the shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where the woman was, she was more of the dominant. She was the one be like, all right, here, Dante, what you want? I remember going on a date with a woman, and she gave me the money before we got to the <laughs> restaurant. So when it was time to pay, like, I could be like, oh, let me go in my pocket and just had that where it was like, oh, okay, he's paying for her. Mm-hmm. But I, I, inside, I felt so weak. Like, I'm a weak-ass dude. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I felt weak. And how old was you? When, do you know the age you was when this happened?
0: Probably in between like 25 and 27, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was, at, I was in this little phase where I was like an older woman. So these women I was dating, they was like 40, 45 years uh-huh. old. I was like.
1: That boy went a cougar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cougar. And it was like, but I was like, the 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 good thing about it um, is now I understand like, okay, this is how you take care of a woman, right? This mm-hmm. is what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? This is what the woman is looking for. So now that I'm married, that I'm in a better position of like, you know what? Let me take care of this. You know what I mean? Cause at the time when I was twenty five, twenty seven, I felt like I was the woman in a relationship where she was taking care of everything, putting everything in order. Hey Dante, this is what we're doing, this is where we're going. Now as an older man, I feel like, all right, cool. I can I could I could just tell my wife, Hey babe, sit back. I got this. Don't even worry about it. You
1: mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's one of the biggest things in the book also they talk about is what they call S M V and that stands for sexual market value. But it's it's not all the way just about sex, but it's like, as far as men go, you know, when we're younger, we're just starting out. We're trying to get the business going. We're trying to make money. It's it's not there yet, and that typically happens for us in the 30s, and so that's when, it, in the book, is saying this is when we're the most valuable in the sexual marketplace, mm-hmm. whereas with women, and obviously it's not always the case. Some women age better than others. Some women you know, may start their own business, but it says the best age for a woman in the sexual marketplace is about, I think, in between 20 one to 24 because when they look the best and so kind of and, just one of the and break down out.
0: what's the, the the meaning of sexual market value where you're at your highest peak of sexually or
1: no so it's saying as far because it, it, and it's thinking about it as it as a marketplace and it's mm-hmm. not just saying oh this is the best time to have sex with you but this is when you are the best person of yourself and it, like i said it's not always true for women but it's just saying, okay, when do women look the best? A lot of times, especially on Instagram and social media nowadays, a lot of times we're looking at these women, they're half naked. And so if you think about it, you know, what are do you doing to set yourself up in the future? Because a lot of times these women look good, but it's like, you know, after a certain age, that's going to go down, so.
0: And what did it say, what was the highest for the men? What I think it, it was
1: in between the ages of 30 to 35, because that's when, you know, we got our business going or we found an actual career versus just a job, so.
0: Okay, I kind of I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree with that. What the the superior man we was mostly talking about is being able to match the woman's energy, mm-hmm. right? Being able to it is it more focused on energy versus you know male dominant or woman dominant, and it was like majority of women are emotional, you know what I mean, and a lot of men don't know how to combat that or they don't know how to 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 tailor that energy to make it, you know, make it work for them. Mm-hmm. Cuz it feel like, you know, when women get in their feelings, it's like, shit, I can't take this. You I know gotta what I mean? Out like the I got the I yeah, got to I, I got to
1: let this simmer down.
0: But there's a way how you actually combat that where it'll where it'll calm her down, make her feel more secure in that moment and where her emotions won't be going crazy mm. and then that where, where you can be your most masculine self and be able to put her at ease, and it'll calm you down at the same time. So it was more focused on mm-hmm. energy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. I tried it on my wife one time <laughs> when she was going off. Mm-hmm. And the book was like, you know, when.
1: I think it was the part we had talked about where it's like when when the women is, or when your lady's just getting out of character, and it's, it's, it's not going how you want it to. You just got to sit back and just be like, hey, you're beautiful. I know you're going through some things, yes. and I love you.
0: You gotta you gotta embrace it instead of running from it. When you match when you match her energy with just fiz, like masculine energy, mm-hmm. and just be like, "Look, I love you." Give her a hug, kiss her on the forehead, and whatever she's dealing with at that moment, like it'll go away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not saying it's gonna go away forever, cause them emotions are gonna run wild. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then it talked about it made the the comparison. Where a woman is like um, is like the the world, right? You have all these natural disasters popping up. You got things that is there. Those are the emotions of the world, and, that, and that's why they call it Mother Nature, mm-hmm. because the, the women is always changing, right? Weather is always changing. You know what I mean? These different things, and it was like that. That's that's crazy. And that's why most guys like people like being outside in the wild. They like because masculine energy loves to be in connection with feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And you know, what I mean, and most people like going outside, like doing extreme sports is because that's their masculine energy being tailored with that feminine energy. And I was like, dang, that makes perfect sense. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense when you want to match that. You go outside when you getting when your women start going crazy. It ain't nothing different from a hurricane happening or earthquake or you know I mean it raining. It makes it's the same exact thing. But what the difference is is when it's raining, that's that's that feminine energy of the universe or the world going crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what you do? You grab an umbrella, right? And you just you you just figure it out, right? But when most women are going off and Guys don't understand how to grab their umbrella or what to do in that moment. It's, it's, so my 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 thing is, it's always a solution to a problem, mm-hmm. right? It's always solution. You just when you don't know how to handle it, it's because you just don't notice. You just don't know how to. Ha- you just don't know the solution to that particular problem.
1: Might never been in a situation before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you just don't know how to handle that. You know, and a lot of dudes, you know, grew up with their mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like me. I grew up just my mom in the house, my my two sisters in the house, so it was all emotions all the time, right? And so, me as a little kid, as a little boy, sometimes I take on some of those little feminine characteristics, so now when I get angry, my attitude is bad, you know what I mean? I start (laughs) acting like a little girl, you know what I mean? And I I had to recognize that when I got older and I got married, like, Mm -hmm. listen, I have to be able to stay in my masculine energy and not be so interchangeable, or not be changing so much, because that's that's feminine characteristics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's I like I love the book. You know what I mean? The only reason I read it is because of Nipsey Nipsey Hustle. He had
1: pointed that book out.
0: Yeah, that's the only reason why I read it. And it was Rest like piece. you know what? Yeah, R. R. P. Nipsey. And I was like, you know what? This is a, like this is a dope book, and it just made me see my wife in a different light. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Made me see how she going off or when when she is going off I know how I know how I control can control it I know how I can get her back on my side mm-hmm. but sometimes now I'm in a spot like do I even want to do I even feel like doing that you know what I mean do I even feel like you know putting everything back in order per se you know what I mean mm-hmm. but I didn't get to read the
1: the rational amount
0: yeah I didn't get to finish it let me say mm-hmm. but it was dope it was dope
1: uh, yeah, you want to, uh, like I was saying, uh, the role of Tomasi in the book, he has nine iron rules. You kind of want to yeah, go Yeah, break
0: I'll, down the nine rules for us.
1: All right, so the first one I had already went over in the beginning is frame is everything. Uh, I state say so always be aware of the subconscious balance of those uh, whose frame is in which you are operating. Always control the frame, but resist giving the impression that you are. The second rule is never under any death Honestly or dishonestly reveal the number of women you have slept with, or explain any detail of your sexual experience with them and a current lover.
0: Okay, stop right there. Stop. I feel like a preacher. Stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> so it says never reveal how many women you
1: slept with. Yes. Yeah, so what was
0: his, what was the point of him? Tainted, do you know?
1: Yeah. So with that, if say you're on a date and woman's like, "Oh, how many people have you slept with? How many women have you slept with?" If if she asks you that, you know, she may and you know even get further into detail. Oh, what did you do with this woman? Then she's always going to hold that over your head. Mm. Believe it or not, it it is a thing, and I've had to happen to me in the past where it's like, "Well, you've been with this amount of people," and it's like it's going to start an unnecessary argument. It's like mm. what what's in the past is in the past. Why does it matter? I'm right here with you. So. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had that happen to you, where you might have told the next, "Oh, this is how many women I've been with," or I did X, Y, Z with, you know, whatnot, and she brought that up back to you?
0: Um, yeah, and no, mm-hmm. but I, I follow. I, I, I take here's me taking on the woman characteristic. Mm-hmm. Women don't give their number. You know what I mean? Every woman before I got married, their number was always three. It was always, <laughs> it was always three. I was like, who are you, Alan Iverson? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's always three. So I kind of took on that same thing, like, oh, yeah. I'm probably about two or three. But I feel like, I me personally, I feel like women don't need a lot of partners, right? They mm-hmm. don't need a lot of partners. Men need a lot of partners, right? And because it's like, maybe it's just society, right? For men with with a lot of uh, with, with a high body count, they looked at as, you know, Like they got swag or they're cool or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Women that have a lot of partners, they look like as sluts or hoes, you know what I mean? So I, and I, I guess I kind of fall into that same line of society thinks like, okay, it's so cool. It's okay for men, but then for Mm -hmm. women, you know what I mean? If you don't want, you want to keep your body count low, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That's just me personally. Alright, what's rule number three?
1: Rule number three. <clears throat> it says, any woman who makes you wait for sex or by her actions implies she is making you wait for sex, the sex is never worth the wait. True. And with this one, when I think about it, I, I really think about all the women I have slept with. And it's, I'm, it's never been more than you know maybe three dates or three hanging outs. Whereas a lot of times women will give you excuses. Oh, I'm waiting on X, Y, Z. It's never worth the wait. It, it just never has been.
0: True that. True that. True that true that. Hold on. True that. Hold on. For the for the other, for the other for people who can't see, I got my cousin Shirley here and she is giving the oh my goodness face. So
1: oh, yeah, she about to jump on me. Come on, Shirley, get on the <laughs> mic.
0: What do you want to say? I don't want
2: to say anything right now because I feel like that's not that's not true. It's not because that's not true because of the simple fact. I haven't been with a man over, I've been divorced for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. I have not been with a man. And I, and, and to me, I am worth the wait. I am. Be, because whoever God blessed that man to find me, mm-hmm. he have found a treasure. Now the ones you might have been with one <laughs> not <wasn't> worth <laughs> your weight. But I am. And I, I mean it all depends on the woman herself. Because I know what Shirley brings to the table. I know what Shirley can do in bed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yes, I am worth the wait. And you know and what? I Listen, have to say that. Okay. And it's like
0: I feel like all women think that. You know what I mean? Yeah. All all women feel like, hey, I'm worth it. You know what I mean? All women feel like, yeah, I'm worth it. You need to be waiting on me. You know what I mean? But for the guy, it's like, yeah, this is the same. is <laughs> the same thing. Yep, this is the same thing. <laughs> this is the same thing, yep. But that's what I feel like. And I don't think, I think it's kind of like, I think it's whack for dudes to to not discriminate, but I, I think it's whack for dudes to like, not wait, but like kind of just like, just wait for the girl, you know what I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's like if hey man, if you know that that's all you want, like you tell her up front and let her make the decisions, you know what I mean,
1: mm-hmm. like yeah, and it, the the book isn't saying, oh, lie for it, but it's saying, okay, I know up front this is what I'm looking for, and you know you got to be on the same page, woman, mm-hmm. and then also a a very interesting thing is is and it's gonna be hard for me to explain, but in a sense. Negotiation or desire can't be negotiated. If you think, and I think about relationships I've True. been into, why it's like, oh, and a lot of times this will happen to men, and they'll get in the relationship, oh, if I clean up or if I do XYZ, will you give me some cutting? Yeah. And it's like, think think about when when you had the best sex with your wife, it wasn't because you did something, it was because of her own desire. It was mutual interactions True. versus, oh, I did this, my wife gonna give me the best head, she's gonna yeah. give me the best sex, she's gonna be a freak. It, it, it's just not, yeah. it works out. It's not. We still got them animal instincts at the end of the day, even though human. So
0: Yeah. I agree. One hundred percent. All right, what's number four?
1: Number four. And this one, and I've never had to deal with this, and you can give me some feedback, but it says never under any circumstances live with the woman you aren't married to or are planning to marry in within six months. So pretty much it's saying if you're gonna get married to a girl, don't don't live with her for years, move in with her uh six months before. And so like I said, that one's up in the air for me because I've never Never been even close to marrying a woman, so
0: me, I feel like it's it's almost I feel like it's a necessity to live with her before you get married because that way, you never know how what a person who, who they truly are. It is a you. different.
1: I, will, I no matter what, because I've had buddies and I've, I've almost been pretty much living with a woman, and it's completely different when it's when they yes, all the time they're with you. You
0: never know who that person is for the woman you never know who that man is and for mm-hmm. the man you never know who that woman is until you got to live under the same roof with that person then that's when you know mm-hmm. and it don't make no sense for you to get married to somebody before and you only live with them 6 months you find out a bunch of stuff if you move if you moving me and my wife lived together for 2 years before we even got I think I think after the second year is when we got uh, when I proposed to her that next year we got married. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was no way I would, would live with her before I actually got married to her. Ain't no way in the world. <laughs> it, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely no way in the yeah. world. I needed to find out, like, okay, how is she on a daily basis? Like, what is her mood swings? What, what are, Do she like the toothpaste over here? Does she clean up like this? How mm-hmm. do, it, Are we even on the same page when it comes to how we gonna run our house? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These are things that I needed to know before we got married. I don't want to be, I don't want, I I didn't want to get married and then find all this information out because it'll be too late for me. Mm -hmm. Then I got to get the white folks involved and go to court. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to do all that. money out the pocket. Exactly. So I needed these, this is definite information that I wanted to know before Mm -hmm. I got married.
1: Yeah. And it's, I I, I don't think it's saying don't do it period until you get married, but I think it's saying, okay, within the six, like, okay, this six month date, you know, six months from now I'm going to be married. Now I need to start living. Why six months though? Uh, I'm Did I'm not too sure on that tonight?
0: one. Yeah, because I feel like if you if you see okay, this is somebody who I could be married to, mm-hmm. and we're going strong, everything is good. Hey, let's let's put our money under one roof, and let's go from there. And then that way, you know what I mean. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, you're not married. All y'all got to do is break the lease. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and you can move out.
1: At bygones be bygones.
0: Because I married a woman, this is my second time being married, mm-hmm. but this is really like my first official. Because I went
1: <laughs> Explain that, how is
0: it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Both was under the law, how is only one official?
0: Because one, I got married to her in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh, not in Vegas, we got married at the courthouse. I only knew her for like two or three months, you know what I mean? Oh, you tripping, tripping. Yeah, yeah, we only married, I was married, like I only knew her for like two or three months, went to the courthouse, got married, our we um, this when I was living in L.A. We drove up to Las Vegas for our little um, honeymoon, and we only <laughs> stayed there one night. And we came back the next day. It was whack, you know what I mean? It was totally whack. We was married for ten months, nine or ten months, and then I was like, "Yeah, this this bitch is crazy." And so I had and from I think from knowing her two months, we moved in like like. Like right away, you know what, mm, what I mean? Mm. And then it was certain stuff that I found out after we moved in, we was already married. I was like, Oh yeah, I can't. I can't I can't do this. I gotta
1: get about this thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had to get out of there. So that's why I say this is my first official, mm. you know what I mean? Where I actually sense. got on one knee, you know what I mean, proposed, had a full wedding, you know what I mean? That's this is why I say this is the official. Mm-hmm all right what's number five
1: so number five and i kind can, I can break this one down but it says never allow a woman to be in control of the birth and so pretty much it's saying always always strap up and in a sense they're saying that because okay if a woman's on birth control you know that that could mess up she misses a day she don't take it at the right time and then a lot of times and i i, I know especially me and i know you got buddies like this where now they with a woman that they ain't supposed to be with they got a kid and they and their life is just not the same uh hate to spoil it but uh if you, ha- if you haven't seen the dave Chappelle show um he broke down um music. i agree
0: yes mm-hmm. i agree and what what he what he's mentioning is um what are they turn the, D- mic- the music up? <laughs> <laughs> what dave Chappelle was saying is like on as far as abortions guys you have no opinion it's mm-hmm. not your opinion you have no say so on a, if a woman want to have an abortion or not and then it all. Then he also said, but at the same time, women, if you decide that you want to have the baby, it's the guy's decision if he gonna be there or not. Exactly. You know what I mean? He said, if you got the right to abort it, he got the right to abandon it. You know. <laughs> 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 so that was that's what he was saying. He was like, mm-hmm. my money, my choice, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And even in in the the way of the superior man, it said to when you having sex with a woman, don't orgasm at all. Like, let her know, like, hey, listen, I when I want an orgasm, I choose to. Mm. You don't control the orgasm. You know what I mean? I choose the orgasm. And I was like, I don't know how the niggas go through that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. I don't know about that one, buddy, But, <laughs> but uh, okay. But it, I, I got the point mm. of it, though. You know what I mean? Mm.
1: I, I and this one, that also ties back into the first one, which is controlling the frame. Because it's like, All right, I don't have to worry about a kid. I can still live my life. You know, obviously, there's been plenty of times where we probably had sex with women. Okay, we should have wrapped up, but and it, you know, it could we could have been in a a lot worse positions than we are now. So
0: yes, and I say I love my daughters to death, love them to death. Like I'm talking about to death, but they mama. I ain't gonna say that because we on good page now, so I'm gonna just (laughs) leave it like that. (laughs) I'm gonna just leave it like that. We good now. All
1: right, so go ahead and. I'll try and break down the sixth one, but it says women are utterly incapable of loving a man in the way that a man expects to be loved in its simplicity. This speaks to volumes about the condition of men. It accurately expresses a pervasive nihilism that men must either confront and accept or be driven insane in denial for the rest of their lives. When they fail to come to terms with this disillusionment, women are incapable of loving a man in a way that a man idealizes as possible in a way that he thinks she should be capable of of. And so what this is saying Is that, okay, everybody is different in terms of how they feel, how they want to be loved. Somebody may want to be shy with money. Some person, it may be affection. Well, no matter what, it's saying that that woman, and, you know, she could learn to become like that if you keep the frame right, stay in your alpha, you know, be the man you're supposed to be. But it's saying all in all, you know, a woman is going to love how she wants to love. And I think that's one, a big thing that I've noticed in my life is that, you know, somebody's going to want to act how they want to act. Somebody is love how they're going to love. And, you know, sometimes you might not get the way you want to be loved from them. So that's what that is saying.
0: And there's a book um, a book that I read a while ago, and it was called, I think there were Four Love Languages or the Five Love Languages or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Um my phone at. Yeah, it was called The Five Love Languages, I think. And it's like, it, it tells you what kind of person you are and what's your love language, right? Like, my wife gets on me all the time about, hey, Dante, I love compliments. Like, I love compliments. Mm-hmm. I love when you tell me I look good. I love it. And I'm like, that just don't come, like, natural to me. But that's her love language, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So then, now that I know that that's her love language, and that's the way she feels appreciated, that's the way she feels loved, then I have to adjust on how I, you know, I have to adjust to her love language, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it's the way you give love and receive love, and they may be two different ways, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I just realized the other night, like, my my love language mm-hmm. is in actual physical touch, you know what I mean? If I, like, if I'm caressing you, if I'm touching you, that's the way I give love, you know what I mean? But how I receive love is by, you know, um, little thoughtful gifts. You know what I mean? I don't like like huge, big gifts, but like little thoughtful gift. That's the way I receive them. Like, you know what? You thought about me. I appreciate. You picked that. up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You seen that I was looking at this. And you you thought, oh, that's dope. I like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the way I receive love. But I but I know that this is my wife's love language, and I need to adjust to that. But I agree with that. I agree with that.
1: Uh, This next one is kind of we'll dive into a little bit because we just talked about it. But it says Iron Rule of Tomasi number seven. It is always time and effort better spent developing new, fresh, prospective women than it will be ever in attempting to reconstruct a failed relationship. Mm. Never root through the trash once the garbage has been dragged out to the curb. You get messy. Your neighbors see you do it. And what you thought was worth digging for, it is never as valuable as you thought it was. And so it's. Especially in relationships nowadays, it's like all right, something happens to me. I take a break with a woman, but then I go back to my parents, and I'm like, oh, this happened, this happened, and then it's like, oh well, two weeks from now we back together, and so it's pretty much saying, uh, I, what, what was the line you gave me last week? You said, don't, you know, don't ever, you don't walk backwards, you walk forwards. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> and I, um, I, I kind of agree with that, especially once it's once the hmm. the relationship has been y'all decided, all right, we done then, okay, be done, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. going back and forth. Because I know, like, even in my younger age, like, I used to, like, when I had girlfriends, i am like, you know what, I'm done. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to fool with you no more. But that was just me being in my emotions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, instead of and taking them back and forth for being done. And then all of a sudden, when the girl gets fed up, she's like, you know what, I can't take this shit. Like, all this back and forth. And then she'll be done. I'd be like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I was I was bullshit. I was just bullshit." This was play play. Yeah. For serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, you know what? Once you're done with it, don't try to go back and rekindle that flame, or you know what I mean. Is you let your words be Bible. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if you're done with it, all right, fuck it, I'm done. Don't don't go back and forth. Don't teeter totter back and forth because it's never gonna work out. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And before I got married, I used to, the the discovery of a woman used to be the most exciting part for me. You know what I mean? The chase kind of is it chase? Not, that or not even the chase, but just like I feel like you, when you meet a certain person, you kind of like tap into um, where they've been, what their experiences are. You know what I mean? You just that discovery of like, okay, what's your outlook on the world? You know what I mean? And just talking to people, and be like, damn, that's interesting. I never looked at the world in that way. But, you know what I mean, you having your own perspective was like, oh, okay, that's different. Mm-hmm. I ain't never thought about it like that. And that was, besides traveling, I kind of like opened my mind to the way different people, you know, have perspectives on life and mm-hmm. what they think. You know what I mean? And that's why I like talking. That's why I got this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I like talking just to hear where people come from, what they have been through. You know what I mean? What what? How do you see the world? You know what I mean? Because for a long time, I've seen the world as male-female, right? Everything is male-female. That's the way I used to see the world, but now I'm starting to see it as black and white. I don't know if it's because of a certain climate or what, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I still kind of see it male-female because it's like certain man laws, you know what I mean? Certain man ways of doing stuff, and there's certain women laws that the way the women move and how they do things, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I see it two different ways, but I, I to this to this day... Once I make up my mind about a female or a woman, I'm done with it. Set in stone, huh? Set in stone, man. Set in stone. Rule number
1: eight. All right. So this one is is more on a dating side, but it says always let a woman uh, always let a woman figure out why she won't fuck you. Never do it her for. Her. An integral part of maintaining the feminine imperative, as a societal imperative, involves keeping a woman as the primary, as the primary sexual selectors. As I've detailed it in many prior comments and posts, this means that a woman's sexual strategy necessitates that she is she be in she be in as optimized a condition as her capacity attractiveness in quotes allows for her to choose from the best males available to satisfy the strategy and so pretty much to paraphrase it says don't talk yourself out of the pussy
0: i mean how so though like like talking too much or
2: just honestly Man, that's the
1: biggest thing a lot of guys will sometimes give their whole life story and just spill the whole guts you uh, you know at times from especially from what i've seen in the past women like a mystery they don't want an open book right away they like to learn you so on the first day you know you ask the questions you ask the open anyone's not yes no just okay where you been how you, you know where, where your background so kind of okay. makes sense you get that
0: i do i do and because I, I ain't never been the one to talk myself out of it you know what i mean if usually, when I'm talking to myself out, it is because I don't like the girl.
1: Like, <laughs> I, I need I an extra like, strategy. Yeah,
0: like yeah, yeah. You don't want to talk to me, girl. Like, yeah, yeah, no. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that. The rat. This is the rational male, right? Yeah, the rational okay, male by uh,
1: Rolo Tomasi. Gotcha. you. Uh, and then the last one, and I'll just paraphrase this. It says never self-depreciate any under any circumstances. So. For example, say you get in an argument with the wife and then you realize, all right, I'm wrong. You're not, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to You just say, hey, it's my bad. It won't happen again and you let it go. Because a lot of times when guys self-depreciate themselves, a lot of women will see them and be like, like, what, what, what you like know. Weak. Exactly, weak. And the, <laughs> weak. The, the rational male also is all about being an alpha male.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess <laughs> that's funny. That's because I'm thinking about, like when me and my wife get into arguments, right? And I just be like, when she tell me whatever she mad at, but like, all right, my bad. You know what I mean? And she be like, no, I want you to acknowledge <laughs> what you did. And I'm like, no, I just said my bad. I heard what you said. Like, okay, my fault. But <laughs> Exactly. I don't understand what she means when she said acknowledge it. But like, I don't get that part of it. I'm like. What do you want me to say? Like, do you oh, want a four-page paper? Do you yeah. want a paragraph? What is, what's it? I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I just don't understand that. Mm. I wish she was here, dude. I wish she was here, because I know she would have a lot to say. Lots mm. to say. But yeah, those are, all, all
1: those are nine? Yeah, those are the nine rules. And like I said, it's it's a really good book. Um, it's helped me out a lot. Just understanding how women work. And a lot of this stuff is, is not necessarily something you don't know, but it explains it a lot in depth. So y'all go get that book, especially for you, a man.
0: Okay. And I, I think... I think most of those rules, right? When you when you activating on a, a high level, or you really in your masculinity, mm. those things that kind of come natural, you know what I mean. But if you kind of like, if you're a guy, you insecure, or you know your money ain't straight, you know what I mean. Then you fall back, and you're not fully living into your masculine energy, because mm-hmm. you worrying about, you know. Women judging you about how much money you got, and you know, a bunch of other different stuff. But I think some of that comes natural to most guys, mm-hmm. right? If you, you know, what I mean, if you got it figured out, but if you don't, this will be a great, great book for anybody, you know. What I mean, man, I think, I think women too. Women should be able to read this and be able to understand and listen, like, okay, this is this is either this is what this nigga is trying to do? Or You know what <laughs> I mean? Or be able to just to understand. Because I'm telling you, dudes are so simple. We, are so, we really are. We, right. we, we
1: say s- what we mean and we mean what we say. And we it's, simple it's nothing as, around it.
0: It's simple as hell. Either we like you or we don't. You know what I mean? Guys, Guys, any, any guy, woman, let me tell the woman. Let me talk to women. Women, real quick, put your ear to the phone real quick. If a guy is undecided about you, Just automatically no, he ain't feeling you. It's not it is nothing you can do at that point to make him to like you even more. And is mostly guys, we just go off of energy or that first interaction with you. If we feeling you, we feeling you. If we not, and if a guy said, Well, he don't know, he undecided, take that as a no. And it's never gonna get it's never gonna get to the point where you want it to be. Take it as a flat out no. No. Take it as a flat no. Yes, Shirley. But why
2: y'all just can't be honest enough to say, okay, I'm not feeling you right
0: now? Cuz we know that if we say that we give y'all y'all we give you the honesty and how we really feel, y'all emotions are going to get involved and we don't want to deal with the emotion part of it. So we'll just string you along until you get tired of it. That's what we'll do. We'll string you along until you be like, you know what, I ain't got time for this. And he'll be like, Yes, you don't. You ain't got time for this. Go find somebody else who <laughs> like me. Okay, buddy, Go back to the
2: side point. Why y'all just can't be honest?
1: We speak After with our day, actions. We may not we may not be the most talkative dudes, but we, we definitely speak with our actions.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and, but if you speak with your mouth, you'll stop a lot of
1: confusion. But a lot of time, and I won't just say this I is all men. and women. Very but, how we I need more feel. people like you out there in the world. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I say we need more people like you in the world.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna tell you just how I feel, you know, because guys will come for you and then all of a sudden, when they see something that they dislike in you, they just cut you off. Instead of sitting you down and say, look, you know, we can be friends or we can be this or we can be that. No, they just stop answering your calls, your, your text messages. And then they start talking about you to other folks <laughs> i
1: mean
2: like y'all doing right now y'all just talking about us like come on now and i mean really, listen
1: dante, dante will get a woman up here one day to plead that case yeah,
2: yeah.
0: i definitely i will definitely. i, I want to hear both sides but i feel like
2: i can call somebody right now that'll come and plead the case <laughs> <laughs> i know you could i think <laughs> <you. laughs>
0: see but i feel like most guys we don't we're scared of y'all emotions right we're 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 scared of women emotions and how they're gonna react and even in the even in the superior man the book it says if a woman has um if she's really into you and her emotions take her where she's angry she will rip your goddamn head off and that's why most men are scared of you because scared of y'all women and it's not like a like a scare like we fighting a man but when women get emotional and angry that's the worst person you want to even see i would rather fight my worst enemy
1: women be cutthroat you know no what mean? Bar.
0: when they any emotions get involved and it's like we don't want to deal with the emotions we don't want to we don't want to even deal with that so we would rather just string you along until you decide you know what i'm tired of this dude
2: But the majority of the time, and I'm keeping it real, the majority of the time, if you as guys be honest with us, I'm 60 years old, Mm -hmm. and if a man just be honest with me to tell me and then give me that closure, I'm good. I'm good. Any, Any woman, any lady, if you just give her that closure, she's good.
0: I don't know. I can't say any. No, no seriously. I can't say any because it's been it's been women that I've told I've told and it's it's this one girl in particular. I've told her. I said, "Yo, man, this ain't this just ain't it for me." You know what I mean? It's I don't know what it is about you, but this. And she was like, "Nope, we gonna work it out. We gonna figure out a way. We gonna." We, <laughs> I'm like, "No, you're not. You're I'm not hearing, hearing what I, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm saying this." and and it, and it wasn't, she wasn't a bad woman and it wasn't nothing, but it was just something inside of me that I was just like, this ain't, this ain't the person who I feel that I need to spend the rest of my life with. This ain't some, this ain't her. This is not the woman. And, for whatever reason, she was like, nah, we gonna figure it out and we gonna make it work. And I'm just like, all right. And so, what I did, and it was a, it was a, Punk move. I just started talking to her friend, just started talking to her friend. And she was like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. They did like a little whole thing where they trying to set me up to catch me talking to the friend. I was like, I don't even care. Like I've already told you, but I wanted you to not like me. So you could just stop talking to me. Like I already told you, I've already told you that's not what I wanted to do. But so most women, hopefully they kind of like Shirley. But most of them ain't gonna be like Shirley. Most of them they are gonna don't be take like, no like. Yeah, most of them are gonna be like, no, 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 no. You, I seen you in my dreams. You the one who I'm supposed to be with. And you guys are like, no. Nah, well, you wasn't in my dreams. That's how it's gonna happen. Yeah, she was in the nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is. It is the 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 male female like we don't. We don't we, we we try men suppress our emotions at all costs. We suppress our emotion at all costs and we don't want to deal with nobody else's emotions, for sure. Mm-hmm, for sure. So it's just I don't know. I mean the, the man woman dynamic is is complicated but at the same time is not. It's really not. Because once you deal with once you deal with one woman, I feel like, or, or let me not say woman. If you deal with three women three different kinds of women, you pretty much kind of figured all of them out. You figured, you really figured all of them out mm. at that point. You know what I mean? It's what like are the
2: three, different,
0: to you? three different women. Okay. You got one who is like a book smart girl, right? Sweet. You got one that's just a hood girl. She, she ain't the brightest on the books, but she know the streets like a mug. Then you got the Afrocentric girls, the ones who don't shave under their arms or, you know what I mean? Those are the three types. Once you deal with any one of them three, you pretty much figured out all of them, because every woman is gonna fall into one of those categories. Some may even fall into two of two of those categories. You be lucky if you can get a woman that's all three. If if you find you a girl that's all three, then I feel like you got somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just have to. You know what I mean? Come on, Erica, my dude. You know what I mean? Let's get in there. Let's get this big. Let's get this big. <laughs> let's get this big, and let's you know what I mean. You all right after you, after you shave your arms? You good? <laughs>
1: I'm glad I ain't never ran into no woman like that before because I couldn't. It's <laughs> a definitely no for me. I'm the only hearing one in the, in the but relationship. It,
0: but it is women out there like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So there's nothing
1: wrong with that. Everybody got their preferences.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I would love to hear like what women go through. What what kind of do what, what if, are they three types of dudes? Are there three types of guys that uh, don't
2: ask me that? OK, OK. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bitter right now. I'm okay. better. <laughs> I'm, not bitter. I'm, I'm better. OK. Because there are a lot of different types of guys. OK. You know, the only type of guys that are a woman I'm going to deal with. Y'all
1: ready? We ready. Go ahead.
2: And that's the mama's boy. Mm. Nobody wants to deal with with a mama's boy. True. Because you cannot please him no matter what. True. True.
0: You I I agree 100%. You can. Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's kind of what the um the book, The Rational Male mm-hmm. and The Superior Man is kind of talking about like mm-hmm. yeah, that you don't you're supposed to be a man and you're supposed to
1: you know and, it, and I mean I definitely see it now. A lot of men they we lose that character, we lose that alphaism. We 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 honestly we are brought up in a way where it's like you, you you gotta tailor everything to a woman. It's like why can't we be tailored too? Mm
0: hmm. Yeah.
2: But I mean, it's it, okay to tailor to uh, to your your man, mm-hmm. you know. I mean because I would done taking tell you when they came and spent the summer, when I cooked, I fix plates. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would fix my husband's plate. He would finish eating. I would get it and take it back, you know, wash dishes and everything. I,
1: I mean, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to work both ways. And he, the man's got to earn that. It's not just something that's just.
0: Exactly. Right. Yeah, true. But you can't be a mama's boy. True that. You no me. mama's
1: boys. You heard <laughs> it from boys. her first.
0: That's the name of this podcast going to be. No mama's <laughs> boys. That's, the name. that's what we're going to call this one. No mama's boys. No mama's boys. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of transition out to that to mama's boys you think um AB is being a mama's boy
1: man and it's tough and, and, and it's a good I'm, I'm about to break something down and it, you know it gets a little bit deeper than him so just kind of bring people to speed AB was having issues with the Steelers um, they got rid of him people were saying oh it was the coaches and so he got away from him he I think if I'm not mistaken he got traded to the Raiders uh, not for agency but he got traded and uh, I don't know if you peeped it, but Hard Knocks is pretty good, man. You gotta check that out. That they actually it shows that. it shows some of the Raiders. It doesn't show Knock on wood, if you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> you killed that, but uh, AB came came to the Raiders and he he started having issues with them. If I'm not mistaken, he was getting some foot some foot therapy done. Cryotherapy, at, yeah, cryotherapy. And if I'm not mistaken, he didn't wear the right protective shoes, and so he ended up getting freezer burn, and so that had taken him out for a whole week. And then now it's at a point where it seems like it's A B against the world. When it's you know you sign a contract, you got to go to practices. You're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions. Um, and then one interesting thing about A B is that they said that he is the most lucrative wide receiver to ever be in the in, in the NFL. So he's he's had the biggest contracts. He's played the most games. A lot of times these cats will have incentives too, like oh if you get X amount of touchdowns or X amount of catches, we'll give you more money. And so he's he's made a lot of money, and as well as he's still the highest paid NFL. I'm sorry, yeah, highest paid NFL wide receiver with thirty million guaranteed. And so now what they he's took got that
0: back? He yeah, not getting oh, that. Oh
1: yeah, I, I saw that this morning. They had yeah. cut him, but because he had missed so much time, as well as just being a nuance. Um, it's, it's, here's my here's
0: my question mm-hmm. though. Like if his feet is got freezer burn, mm-hmm. right? He's not. He doesn't have the the right helmet. Where he supposed to, what what is he supposed to be doing at practice? If he can't walk and he don't have the proper equipment, how is he supposed to go to practice? That's that's what I want to know. Like, is was there a point where he could have? Okay, we be back. So, like I was saying, I wanted to. I want to. If 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 your your feet are freezer freezer burned mm-hmm. and you don't have the proper equipment, how are you supposed to go to practice? How are you supposed to even participate in any of? The team's... Activities. Yeah, yeah. How are you supposed to do that?
1: So, to break it down from my understanding is that he did have the foot issue. They got that squared away. They weren't finding him for that. They started finding him when he started missing practice for the helmet. And so, the way it works is that AB was using an older helmet – and in a sense, it got phased out because it didn't meet the health requirements. It wasn't safe enough. And what AB's issue was is that he couldn't see out of the newer ones, the ones that they had okayed. And so he was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm not going to practice until I get me a helmet that fits for me or works for me.
0: Why is that? I, I know, maybe I'm just not understanding everything. If, if I feel like I'm not safe, right, and I already got the mindset that the NFL ain't really checking for CTE. They ain't really trying to make sure they, all the the players are you know in good health. If I got that already playing in the back of my mind, or that's that's the conversation that has been had already, I'm not going out there and practicing with the helmet that y'all that y'all say is safe for me. You know what I mean? Like I want to make sure that after I finish playing football, that my head is still going to mm. be intact. My brain is still gonna be functioning. You see all them little kids that he had on a hard knock? Like he needs to be here for them kids. So yeah. I, I I don't I mean, I feel like he's he's only right for protecting himself and, you know, make sure that he's good. Cause at the end of the day, when he's retired. NFL is not going to care about him at all.
1: Yeah, the buck stops when he retires. But from what from what I heard and, you know, the culmination of all this news going around is that it wasn't that he didn't think the helmet was safe. It was just he could see out of his helmet that he had been using for so many years, whereas he couldn't. And funny enough, and they don't really talk about this, but Tom Brady was going through the same thing. He wasn't holding out, but he had a he you know, he had put in, I guess, a case with the NFL to get his helmet grandfathered in because he didn't like the newer ones, mm. you know, what the one he was using. And, and it worked at a time, but they're just I think the NFL is taking those steps now to combat CTE. All right. We don't think a helmet is viable. We don't think it's safety enough or safe enough. So we gotta move on. And so I think that's what it was. I don't think it was Ab saying, "Oh, I don't think this is safe." He was just, "I can't, I can't see out see. of it."
0: And so. if you, if I can't see, then that's that's true too. That could be a health hazard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm coming across the middle, and I can't see out of this helmet. This linebacker to take me out, like,
1: dude, two seventy running a four threes. You know what, is, what I'm saying? It's no joke.
0: That's that's a uh, what what Dion Sanders called it. That was a uh, shoot. I can't even remember what he was, <laughs> what Di was saying. But yeah, yeah, I I, I feel him. I hope mm-hmm. I hope I hope. I actually I was saying this to some of my homeboys this morning. I hope Denver pick him up because you know Denver and the Raiders are in the same division.
1: it will be some get back Yeah. 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 They, so one a way that I and kind of how I'm thinking about now, and I'm I'm on the opposing side. I do think AB is just being a tad bit too much. We all know wide receivers are divas, but. I mean, and some of it's warranted. You know, if you don't feel safe, you don't think you got the right helmet, but this also will now it'll dig deeper. I'm sorry, it'll go. Di- it'll dig deeper than him. And so, with that being said, is that now all that money is gone? He had thirty million. All he had to do was show up, go to practice, go to meetings, which he wasn't. He wasn't going to meetings, also, which are important. Even though he, you know, he could have zoned out is now that the owners, they're going to use this against the players next time the negotiations come up, which I think maybe in a year or two, saying, hey, you know, we, it, you know, they don't say, oh, look at all these players that did right. Look at this one that did bad. And so all in all, I think that's also hurting the other NFL players. And so AB's got to think about that, too. And obviously, you know, you got to be about yourself first and foremost, but you got to think about the people that have come after you and your brothers already. So
0: I agree with that. I agree with that.
1: So they're going to say, you know, say for instance, it's never happened. Maybe there might have been a way to where all contracts are guaranteed, especially since we know that, you know, they're making a lot of money as NFL players, but the money that they're 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 driving to the NFL, they're not getting it.
0: I want. How does that guarantee? Do you know how to guarantee checks work? Like if they give you a they give you thirty minute guarantee, but then they could just take it away.
1: So the way it works, and this is the same case with Zeke. I can bring this into it. So with Ezekiel Elliott when he was a rookie. He got a contract. It was already set in stone with AB because AB is a veteran, Zeke being a rookie. Zeke really could, it was a yes or a no on the deal. It's already set in stone because of way he was drafted. With AB, you know, he was good negotiated. And so with that being said, there's a clause in your contract that states you know if you get fined i believe a certain amount or if you get suspended and i think a certain amount of fines can get you suspended also within your own team not by the nfl mm-hmm. then they can completely void your contract all the guaranteed money they could cut you and, and it'll never hurt them against the cap and so it was the same way with zeke because he had got suspended for the sexual assault thing and so if, if jerry wanted to he could have cut him and you know it would have never hurt him but
0: mm-hmm. yeah I kn- they need to do something about that at it- and I,
1: I think that's tough, too, because it's like the, he earned a contract, so. Yeah, I mean, like. I kind of see it from both sides because it's like, you know, with the NFL players, their their careers don't last. long, And like I said, now AB is giving them ammunition and a gun for the next time they go to bat, you know, because it's the Players Association versus the NFL, NFL owners, right. so.
0: Yeah, but I'm always going to side with the players, man. Mm. They're, and they're, I
1: ultimately do at the end of the day, but it's like with this one, I, I can't be where they be on it. They
0: they 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 the ones that's putting their life on the line. You know what I mean? They're
1: making the money. They're the workers.
0: It's the people who's who's that that are paralyzed. You know what I mean? It's people who actually committed suicide, yep. and this is all people who played football. And NFL ain't doing nothing to stand behind them. They they ain't they're not doing nothing to to kind of tailor that where they can make sure it it is it is a safer sport. Mm-hmm. They're not doing none of that. So. I always gonna side with the players. You know what I mean? NFL owners, if y'all want y'all want to see better football, y'all go out there and suit up.
1: Y'all go suit up. Know you know what mean? <laughs> I
0: mean? Be, I bet you they, I bet you they have some brick helmets on then. I, I bet you they had that.
1: they be in damn sumo sumo suits so they, they don't get hurt.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, what do you think about um, as far as the NFL? What would you think Jay Z is doing with them?
1: So, I'm 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 of the of the sense of. And I'm from the sense of, let's let's see how it plays out. Because a lot of people are calling him a sellout. And, and there was also a report that Jermaine Dupri had the same deal offer and Jay-Z told him to back out. I think Jermaine Dupri came out and said that wasn't true. But right. I'm interested in seeing where it goes. Um, I think at one point, Jay-Z might have said something along as we don't need the NFL's money, but now he's in it. So I think that's why a lot of African-Americans are in an uproar of it. Is that, is that why they're mad at him? Because I, I don't understand it.
0: So it's kind of like... Um from what I understand, the reason why everybody mad is because it was a rumored Funk Baxter Flex said that he talked to JD and Mm -hmm. and Jay-Z said, don't do it. Um, And everybody is mad that Jay-Z is partnered with them and Colin Kaepernick still ain't got a job. Mm -hmm. And my thing is Colin Kaepernick is getting blackballed 100% by NFL. He's getting blackballed, but he's still asking to be a part of that league. He's still saying, hey, y'all still not letting me have a job. And it's like I don't see how everybody is banning with Colin Kaepernick because if Ka- Colin Kaepernick get a job, everybody's going to be applauding the In NFL. Whatever that team is. Yes, well, they're going to be applauding that, right? But when Jay-Z decides he wants to partner with them to bring whatever Colin Kaepernick was protesting mm-hmm. into to, into light, Everybody got a problem with that. I don't. For I, me, I don't understand. Like, if you want Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, you should be also championing champion Jay Z partner with the NFL mm. to bring what Colin Kaepernick initiate uh, his initial protest to the forefront. It's it's being it's being put into place, right? Jay Z is a perfect person who can bring that social justice and bring that police brutality or bring that conversation. With the NFL, he could bring that platform over to the police, and mm-hmm. maybe they can maybe stop it. Yeah, maybe,
1: maybe this is a segue, you know, into you know having more you know African Americans working in the front offices, not necessarily being the football players, but working in in the, the you know town development, scouting, so on and so forth. So that's why I'm like, all right, let, let's see where this goes. Let's just you know let's not you know throw them to the wolves yet.
0: And Jay Z, I've in my experience and my time watching Jay Z as I grew up. I've never seen him do anything that would actually harm or put black people in, in any kind of harm's yeah. way or take anything from. So my, in my experience with Jay Z or from just from afar, I don't think he's going to do no messed up stuff. You know what I mean? I don't think nah. he's gonna. And I, and
1: I think he realizes also like I'm in a, I think he's getting some ownership of the Panthers or he's going to be owning a team someday. I think he knows I got to rise to the occasion or I'm going to let, uh, let a lot of people down.
0: Yeah, but I feel like this is like perfect for him. This is yeah. like where he's comfortable. Like, okay, everybody, black and white, are saying like, yo, get him the fuck out of here. You know what yeah. I mean? Jay-Z is like, look, I've been at this place before. I've been at this point where everybody wanted me to be gone. I've been right. at
1: the table I wasn't supposed to be at and made things happen.
0: Exactly. Cuz I know I know at a time um when Jay-Z and Dame Dash and it was almost like in the public where you had to like pick or what side <laughs> you was going to be on, you it know what I mean? Are piece. you riding with Dame or are you riding with Jay-Z? And it was like, you know what? At the end of the day, you had to ride with Jay. Right? For me, I had to ride with Jay cuz he was the one providing the music. He's the mm-hmm. one providing that energy when I needed some. When I was going through a hard day, or when I was when I needed that music to be a part of my life, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ride with that. You know what I mean? And and still, still to this day, I've I've seen, well, I've only heard or read articles where Jay Z have given money to um, Twenty One Savage to have his lawyers get him back in the states. Mm-hmm. I've seen when he's did the stop and frisk in new york where they changed the laws where you can't stop and frisk i've seen and these are all things that help black and brown people you know what i mean in the state of new york so i've seen him do take those things and do those things so i'm like mm-hmm. this is just business as usual for jay you know what i
1: mean and then and one of the way one of the things i look at it too is you know kaepernick settled uh, obviously he wants to still settled keep- it, obviously he wants to still be in the NFL, but it, he and the owners came in agreements. Hey, you did me wrong. This is how much it would take for me to not care about it no more. And like I said, obviously he still wants to do good, and I, I have no doubt that he's still helping out the communities. But he came to an agreement and said, okay, I'm I'm good. with not playing no more. Yeah, you so gave me this good, money. That That's what that settlement is about. He said, I'm good.
0: Yeah, and he, we ain't heard nothing. And the, here's my thing. Kaepernick ain't talking at all. Nope. He's not saying nothing. No so words. if if you're gonna be a leader, you have to give some kind of call to action. Okay, this is what we're doing. This is the next, next initiative. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. He's not saying anything. He's only leaving clips on Instagram. So it's like as our, as a leader of quote unquote of black people, you gotta give, okay, this is what this is what we're doing next for you, people. This is this is how we're gonna move to the next steps. But if you're not saying nothing, at least Jay-Z is out there saying, hey, look, I'm willing to have a conversation. I'm willing to get in the room, see what's going on, talk to y'all, see if we can come to some kind of agreement. Kaepernick is not telling anything to nobody. At least Jay-Z is giving, hey, black people, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to be a part of. We're getting updates. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We're getting something. you just leaving people with nothing, no advice, no, hey, this is what I'm doing. Nothing at all. So I'm like, at first, I was I'm I'm still riding with Colin Kaepernick because I'm not gonna pick same, sides. You same. know what I mean? I both want them to see whatever they plan on getting out of it. I both hope that that both of them be able to get what they want out of it. For some
1: reason, I, I think especially since he settled, I don't think he's gonna have another job in the NFL. Maybe I, I think the the whole thing is you why know, would you want to? That too, it's like I'm I'm done with it. Why it's, would
0: you? Like, why would you want to go back? Like that's like me suing my job and then coming back Monday morning like.
1: Let me let me pick up the phone. Yeah, get, like, yeah, like
0: What? Why would you even want <laughs> to? you crazy. Yes. So I don't. And know I think the it.
1: fans hope he comes back, but I, it 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 makes no sense. You're right. And
0: I think it's I think is is is, kind of too late for people to even really care. I think it's, it's almost it's getting to that point where you don't talk enough, you don't put your narrative out there or what's going on or what's happening behind the scenes. People stop caring.
1: It um and you know I don't want to just put this on, but it almost feels like. You know he he got a you know a good he got his money it, and it was like well peace
0: and it's like okay now what we wrote we we boycotted with you we was down with you but you're not giving us what's going on behind the scenes
1: mm-hmm.
0: I because until it was announced in the news I never knew he settled I never knew that he got any money for it yeah, you know what I mean it was
1: it was him and Eric Reed and Eric Reed is actually on the Panthers right now
0: yeah and it's like. Are you going to give us any updates? Are you going to tell us anything that's going on? Are you just st- living behind your Instagram and give us little uh, one minute clips of how many days you ain't been in the NFL? Like, <laughs> okay, Callan, we we get it. Mm-hmm. But we I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I hope he gets what he wants. But if he does get back in the NFL, I'm really not going to care no more. Yeah. I'm, I'm past it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm at the same. Like, as long as I think he's still helping out the community, which is obviously the biggest thing of it all. So I'm, it is what it is for me.
0: Absolutely. Um anyway, moving on. Um that I know you have seen my um my show uh that we always talk about
1: Snowfall.
0: Boy, Snowfall. If y'all ain't watched Snowfall, Snowfall is a beast.
1: I I think it's the best show on television right now. Did you you have
0: you caught up with the last Yeah, thing?
1: yeah, so I watched it. I watched it. Okay. That that last part was cold, but we'll get into it.
0: So, if you haven't watched, this is fuck it, is spoiling for you. Melanie or what's a male so, shot Franklin
1: yeah and, and for the people not out there that just want to know a little bit the show Snowfall is I think it's in the either the early 90s or the late 80s, 80s late 80s uh-huh. and it's about the drug epidemic in is it LA LA, yeah. LA. and it, it I would say it revolves around three main characters there's Teddy who is a is he CIA CIA, CIA agent um uh, and and that that whole thing is crazy too. we get Into that, <laughs> yeah. um, but we got Teddy, who is uh, he's up and coming African American, and he you know he gets up in a drug game. I think he got a brick dropped. How did he get that brick? Do you remember? So
0: um, I forget the little um, I don't know, the little the Puerto Rican guy, or I, I don't know what it was his net, ethnicity. Yeah, yeah, is. yeah I know But well, he's about, the hey. one that got him the first brick, or got him into the game mm-hmm. of selling cocaine. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's so crazy to see now. Franklin is down there by the. That progression
1: is like it, he he had he uh what's his name uh who Which the, one? the 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 he's not Puerto Rican but he's 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 Middle Eastern dude, yeah he's Middle Eastern but he had remember on episode two two weeks ago he had him on the cusp. he was like uh Javi, Javi hobby yeah. he's like Javi, where my money at yeah. he's like I'm gonna get into the, he had the gun like it's crazy to see it's it's like uh Franklin leveled up on him
0: and I, I read the uh the book um.
1: Fuck, they got a book it? on it.
0: No, 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 it's a book about forty eight laws of power mm-hmm. right? one of the one of the rules in the forty eight laws of power is never outshine the master and never never go against the master. I feel like that's what Franklin is doing. he he's playing with him, you know what I mean but mm-hmm. i I feel like Franklin is at that point where mm-hmm. he's like, now we eye to eye. I'm not your running no more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not your it, running no more. And then
1: also, it's one more main character, and I feel like he ain't been in it that much this uh, this this season. Is a Gustavo, the the Mexican, the big uh, yeah, 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 the big yeah. Mexican guy. Like it seems like like his story is still there, but it's not like it's it's not like Teddy's and franklin Yeah,
0: yeah, because Gustavo, they got him over. He's over in Mexico right now, trying to. <laughs> Set up like a yeah, tunnel or something, right? Yeah,
1: like I think it was a drug tunnel because I guess things were just going sour. Uh, I guess on his side of town, where they was dealing drugs, and so now he. he I want to know what one. is
0: what is Teddy's end game? Mm-hmm. Like, what is he? Like, what is he really trying to figure out? You know what I'm saying? Is mm-hmm. he trying to? He because if he's trying to build a case, he got a hell of a case already. Mm-hmm. But I'm like. What is his end game? What is he? I trying think to Teddy, do?
1: in a, in, a, in a weird, sick way, like he's just all about being American and uh, protecting the American way, no matter what it costs. And so he he's willing to die for it. Uh, in the last episode, his baby mama, who he it seems like he didn't got cool with again, yeah. and they've been shacked up, messing yeah. around. Yeah, he kicked her to the side because she went ahead and tried to just throw off his operation. You know, try and try. I think she called the the Feds on all his plugs or the CIA yep. and, and, and the people. Pretty much the people uh, Teddy was dealing with because Teddy, what he's currently doing is funding. It's it's he's elaborate funding.
0: He's funding yeah. the drugs, and then the drugs, the drug money from that is buying guns
1: for other countries, yeah. trying to help them back their defenses.
0: Yeah, but what I don't understand is what's the other little guy name that um, he wants the club or he wanted the little the little dance club i can't remember his name but i'm trying to it figure. seems
1: like he's the new uh connect the new hobby. like yeah. like he like so pretty much the the time the the chain goes it's it's the the hispanic cat and then it's teddy and then teddy moves that his drugs to franklin and then franklin gets it and i think he was also given a, a gustavo too. teddy yeah but that that's, that's kind of how the chain was because um in the very beginning uh franklin was going to javi so and i think javi gets his from uh from teddy too now
0: I, it's weird like connection on how everybody but i think is. i
1: think it ties in so well
0: it does it does but i'm just like okay so who is who is the connect now because at first when teddy and his brother was going over to uh um, javi no no was no it javi it was, it was, teddy 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 his brother remember he was because his brother was the pilot Mm -hmm. and he was flying over to Colombia to actually get the drugs and it was like, is Teddy the connect or is these other dudes the connect? You know what I mean? Cause I think once they once they lost their connect in Colombia, it was like okay now because you remember getting...
1: you remember um they had messed uh teddy's brother up and so i think that kind of led him to saying oh i got to get my drugs from somebody else i can't deal with these dudes because they they messed his brother up they made him do all that coke and he i remember at the very beginning of the season i think he had that episode with his dad and his dad was like you just messed both of us up and you're just gonna leave yeah. like you know you you supposed to take care of us yeah but yeah
0: yeah Man, and then I mean, also
1: an, another thing to the, to the viewers if they don't know, um, Teddy's character. Oh no, I'm sorry, not Teddy. Franklin's character is based on the real Rick Freeway, Ross. Rick Ross.
0: And listen, when Freeway got released from the real mm. Freeway, when he got released from jail, right? Probably like within the month, I was in L.A. I remember seeing real the real Rick in the club, and I had his number for a minute because he. He was talking about he's about to do a movie about his life and, mm. and I had his number. I remember I called him, I talked to him once, but I've, I don't know why. I feel like he was spooked. Like he thought I was the police or something. <laughs> man, he didn't want <laughs> to talk to me on the phone. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm trying to get a part. You know what I'm saying? The movie mm. and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But the real Rick, Rick the real Rick Ross, cool as hell, man. Mm. Like cool, down to earth, like a real, like LA dude, like genuine too. And I remember I, I remember at, at like right when he got out of jail. I don't know what he what kind of dealings he had, but I remember he was messing with like um uh the Kardashians. I don't know if like it was they he was like doing something business wise with their family. You know what I mean? I, I don't remember exactly what, but I remember they were supposed to be doing something mm-hmm. together. You know what I mean? I don't know if they was going either funded or and or fund his movie or something. It was something like that. Or they maybe they was the attorneys that was going to sue the the fake Rick ross the mm-hmm. rapper <laughs> in, in court so i don't know if they was just using his attorneys or not i, I think, think that was
1: just to touch on something in this most recent episode i think it was it's crazy how it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a lot of corruption i mean obviously it, you know it's a no-brainer but remember in the episode when the cop had pulled over franklin he put the you know he got in the car put the gun to him and he was like hey, if you gonna kill me kill me and he was like no nah, i'm not about to kill you but you're gonna play by my rules now so now, now Teddy got somebody with it. again. Teddy got, or no, I'm sorry, not Teddy. Franklin's Franklin. got a thumb on him again. So he, he's kind of playing by somebody else's rule. I thought, because I remember somebody had spoiled the part where Mel had actually shot Franklin. And so I was like, oh, dang, she about to run up through the car. No. he <laughs> And I remember he was like, yeah, Franklin didn't do it. And I was like, it's yeah. real corruption out there, man. Yeah, man. It's real.
0: LAPD. That's the LAPD for you. So, yeah. All right, man. Um... Go ahead and tell everybody what's your social media? What your how can they get in touch with you? They want to reach out. Whatever. Yeah,
1: so I'm not too active on Instagram. My Instagram is uh Get Killed or Be Chill. Uh my social media for Twitter is a uh, 007, so 007 Smooth Bond. And uh, yeah, just a light skinned cat with a beard just just trying to make okay. this money.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. Um if y'all got any questions anything, we got the the tap in is in podcast at gmail send your letters whatever you can find me on social media um on instagram Dante comedy we out here baby thank y'all for tapping in this has been the tapping in podcast Peace. Peace.